Do you ever wonder why we worship the way we do? Why churches are run the way they are? And why on earth do we still trust the Bible as the word of God? Join us as we study church history, as we study the Bible, and as we study just a little bit of everything in between. Welcome to Back in the Day with Pastor Clay. Hey, how are you doing today? Hope you're having a wonderful start to your week or middle of your week or whenever you're having a chance to actually get to listen to this podcast. Today, what I want to talk about is uh, something that many of you may have dealt with. Some of you probably deal with with your family. Uh, some of you may have dealt with with yourself. And that is addiction. Uh, where we live in Eastern Kentucky, addiction is rampant. People are have all kinds of vices. They have all kinds of uh, things that they find themselves addicted to, they, whether it's prescription medication, uh, whether it's methamphetamines, whether it's alcohol, uh, whether it's pornography, there are addictions quite literally everywhere. Uh, and one of the things that the church does really well uh, in today's age is helping to mitigate or to stand in the gap of some of these addictions. And this concept and this mindset actually comes from uh, not just the uh, historical, uh, hi the history that we have of addiction, but actually uh, a, a man in the late 1800s, uh, a man by the name of Mel Trotter. Mel was born on May 16th, 1870, and he was the one who founded what is now known as the Grand Rapids, Michigan rescue. But he really kind of helped found this modern idea of rehabilitation ministry. You see, Mel was the son of a bartender and a saloon keeper. And it's it's written that Mel's father would drink as much as he served. And so very often he would become so inebriated and so intoxicated that he wasn't able to mix drinks or do anything. And so as a young man, uh, Trotter had learned bartending from his father to step in when his father was too drunk to pour a drink. And, and so he resolved himself to escape the saloon and he left home and he took up barbering, but he was so successful as a barber that it gave him the income he needed to fall directly into the vices of his father. And so Mel began to drink and he began to drink very heavily. And so over time, Mel decided that he was going to escape the big city. He was going to leave all of this behind because he needed to get away from it. And so uh, Trotter moved to Iowa about in 1890 and he managed to stay sober long enough to court and to marry a woman. And the problem was, is at, over time he began to drink again. He began to fall back into his vices and his wife soon discovered that she was married to an alcoholic. He vowed repeatedly to straighten his life Vowed He even it's even recorded that he stayed sober for 11 months uh, at one time. But even the birth of his son 
wasn't enough to snap Trotter out of this vice that had taken a hold of his life. And so he uh, he went on this large uh, 10-day binge, and Trotter returned home to find his wife weeping over their two-year-old who had died. It is written that Trotter left the funeral home during his son's funeral to go next door to the saloon to drink. And then he hopped a train to Chicago to run away from his failure. He ran away from his alcohol. He ran away from everything. But ultimately, he he ran away from the certainty that he knew it to himself that he was not able to conquer this addiction. He knew that his life was coming to an end. He felt everything crashing around him. He felt like he was at rock bottom. And he resolved to himself to end it. He was going to, on January 19th, 1897, this homeless, this man who didn't even have a hat, he didn't have a coat. In fact, he sold his shoes, his last shoes, just for one last drink. And he resolved himself to drown himself in Lake Michigan. And so there was a large blizzard. Uh, in Chicago at this time, and Trotter, who is shoeless, coatless, hatless, is trotting towards what he believes is Lake Michigan, only for the cold to overtake him, and he passes a business on Van Buren Street, and he passes out in front of this business, and this man rushes out, grabs him, and brings him inside, and Trotter is in a, in a daze. He doesn't know what's happening. He doesn't know who's grabbed him. He doesn't know what's going on. And Trotter in a daze is brought into the Pacific Garden Mission. Now, the Pacific Garden Mission was a mission that was set aside to help people exactly like this. And the men sat Trotter down in this warm room. And uh, the mission superintendent, whose, whose name was Harry Monroe, was in the middle of this message. And he broke off when he saw Trotter and Monroe felt compelled to just pray these words aloud, God, save that poor, poor boy. And what happened is Monroe began to tell his story of his own troubled life and that he had met this man named Jesus who managed to take away the want, who managed to take away the vice And he proceeded to tell Trotter about this man named Jesus. And he said, Jesus loves you. And I want you to know, son, so do I. He wants to save you tonight. Put your hand up in prayer and let God know that you want to make room in your heart for him. And Trotter, barely understanding what was happening and what was, was going on, accepted the invitation in a, what I would call simple faith. But it turns out what happened that night wasn't exactly simple. You see, Jesus did in fact radically transform Trotter's life that night. And what I love to see is Trotter would spend the next 43 years of his life ministering to men and women that he met on the streets, the lost and the hopeless, just as he had been. And his message was simple. God loves you in the midst of the deepest failures and despairs. And his love 
has the power to change even the most ruined life. What a wonderful and amazing message that Trotter proclaimed. Because how true is it that most of us were found right here in this pit? We were found in the pit of our sins. We were found in the pit of despair. We were found in the pit of rebellion. And God yet still came to us. He was ordained in 1905 and served as the supervisor for the, the Grand Rapids, Michigan rescue. And he ended up founding 68 other rescue missions across the nation. He would even travel internationally as an evangelist. And he eventually, his life would come to an end. You know, as we talk about Trotter struggling with addiction, it reminds me so much of my own life. If you didn't know, I was an alcoholic. I struggled with the, the addiction of alcohol. I had no self-control. But Trotter's uh, account is encouraging. One of Trotter's favorite verses that he would often uh, preach on was Psalm 40. Psalm 40 verse 1 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to, to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. And he put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. And many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. You know what I love is, you know, we look at at the famous writers of Augustine and Spurgeon and, and Pentagill and Ironside. All of them looked at Psalm 40 and said, this is a psalm about Jesus. This is a messianic psalm. This is, the, this is a psalm that, that explains and tells of the message in life of, of Jesus. And I love it because he was in this horrible pit of addiction. And maybe we've been there. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you've been in the midst of it. He was in the midst of addiction. And God saw fit to bring him out of it. What I love is hearing stories like that. But those aren't the only stories that we have. You see, we are all in the pit of destruction. We've waited patiently on the Lord. We are, we are born sinful creatures and we wait in a pit of our own destruction through our sin. But God is saw fit not to leave us there, but through his son, Jesus drew us out of the pit and set us upon the rock that is Christ and put a new song in our mouth. That is our testimony that we proclaim constantly. Now that's good news. That's fantastic news. Trotter proclaimed the name of Jesus. You know, we have a lot of good self-help programs in the world that will teach you how in your own strength, in your own ability to try to overcome addiction. I spent a good bit of my time after college working with addiction, uh, with, with addicts. I was, uh, I was a drug tester for a company in Nashville. And three times a week, I got to see the people who were at the lowest part of their life. The people who were in desperate need of a rescuing from the pit. And I was, for, I was given a unique opportunity 
to share the gospel with many of them and the unique opportunity to lead several of them to Christ. I don't share this to boast in my own uh, anything because honestly, I'm not great. If anything, God used me as a pawn to, to proclaim his word. But I share that to say that God has great and mighty plans for all people. Whether today you're struggling with addiction, whether today you're here and you're just struggling with what you have to do next, whether you're just struggling with whatever it might be, we can choose to be just like Trotter and use our experiences, use what God has already brought us through to proclaim and to share how good and faithful Christ is that in the midst of everything, he brought us out of the pit of destruction and set our feet upon the rock, making our steps secure. God did that, not us. Remember that this week. Hope you have a fantastic week and we will see you all next week.